Hello and welcome. You're listening to This QPOC Life, a podcast that looks at the world through the lens of a queer person of color. And on today's episode, we're focusing on the T in LGBTQ+, which unfortunately, so often gets overlooked. We have a very special guest who's going to be joining us for an interview today. None other than the legendary drag artist, Broadway performer, activist, and everyone's favorite flavor, Peppermint. After the break, Peppermint, myself, and your friend Zachary Aries will be talking to her about her activism, about all the work that she's doing, and most importantly, to talk about her latest album, A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers, which will be available on October 16th, 2020. My name is Carlos Rios. My pronouns are he, she, they, hers is, and iconic. And this is This QPOC Life. You know the rest. We are absolutely gushing to welcome Peppermint to the podcast today to talk about many things, including her latest album, all the gigs that she's been blessed with, and her tireless activism for Black trans lives. If you are a listener of this podcast, you probably already know who the F she is. So we're going to let her introduce herself and do her thing. Everybody, please give a big This QPOC Life welcome to... Peppermint. Peppermint. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Hello. No, we're so happy that you're here. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm here in New York City. Is everybody in New York? Where's everyone? Yeah. Wait, you're still in New York? I'm in New York at this moment. Oh, Oh, nice. But she can go from place to place. Yeah, we're we're actually all based in New York, so it's been um, it's been a journey this summer. <laughs> yes, and emotional mostly, but yes. <laughs> well, I want I want to talk about some of the journeys that you've been through this summer because your okay. latest album, "A Girl Like Me: Letters to My Lovers," yes. drops this week, October sixteenth, and the lead single "Best Sex" is currently out on streaming services. So, okay. Pep, based on what we've heard, you're taking us on a journey through at least one relationship. So my first question is, um, who hurt you and when can I fight them? Mom! Mom! <laughs> Mom, you better get your boxing gloves on because Zachary's coming to get you. Um, no, uh, uh, it was, well, I was, all, all, of, all of the cis men have hurt all of us at some point. I'm sorry. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's 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 a fair enough statement. Um, this look, I mean, yes, on one hand, the the album is about and for the benefit primarily of queer people of color and black trans women. Uh, to, mm. so that people can see themselves, hear their stories. There's so many talented people in pop life that we love, all of our pop divas. And um, some of our pop devos that we love, uh, that we haven't had a chance to really hear their queer story in their art because of the way the business was, because of the way society is. And I think that's a shame. While we really love all the stuff that they've done in the past, 
I have always longed for that, you know, um, to, I just think how useful it would have been for myself to have heard an album like this that talks so candidly and really very directly and very straightforward uh, about what an experience of a trans woman of color in relationships right. can be, in the world can be, in, in the game of love and in the dating pool, on in that Tinder swipe life can be. And uh, and so I it, I couldn't find it, so I created it. But mm-hmm. ultimately, it's about, luckily, fortunately, it's about love. Uh, you know, love, food, and sex are the three, and music, are the four universal languages, right, that everyone understands. And so, you know, um, I, mm-hmm. I think this is really an album that anyone can understand. Hopefully it'll serve as sort of a bridge for people to be able to, you know, mm-hmm. be like, oh, I get it. I'm not a trans woman, but I get it. Yeah. Well, you mentioned you mentioned that trilogy of like love, food, and sex, and uh-huh. personally, that's my favorite trilogy. And I had, um, I had, I had. <laughs> but there's another trilogy I'm hearing about. Um, this album is going to be a trilogy. Oh, wow! Touche! What a lovely way to bring that in. It's so true. Very skilled they are. We um, love the segue here at the Scoop Park Live. We love a segue, but then we also like to immediately to acknowledge that we did yeah, a good yeah, segue. Yeah. I mean, we have to. We have to. because yeah. you know. um, It's for the people in the back. Uh, yes, you are right. It is a trilogy. This album, this, this album is basically my personal diary set to music. And it's the diary that I kept over about the course of a year. And I was in a relationship that lasted about a year. And so we decided to sort of bring listeners on a seasonal journey of this relationship and take them through almost in real time, my experiences over the year. And so the best way to do, we don't want to release that on on one day. And so the best right. way to do that is to release it over the course of a year, which will be the trilogy. We have the beginning, middle and end of the relationship, which will take about a year for people to experience. I mean, it's not, wow. it won't take that long for you to listen, but we'll be releasing it over <laughs> the course of a year. <laughs> I, I think that's such a really cool way to, to get people and walk people through the different stages of a relationship. We actually, our first episode, we did a whole uh, episode dedicated to interracial dating and we used a relationship model of kind of like meeting and then getting uh-huh. deeper, meeting the uh-huh. family, et cetera, um, as our model to talk about different ways that race and racism can play in an interracial relationship. So That's I love your concepting there. In terms of actually, you know, it sounds like the the inspiration for the material was your year or so relationship that you were in. How long uh-huh. did it take you to actually put the project together or is that still in play? Uh, we're obviously still putting on the finishing touches, but it took about a year to do. We started writing uh, the very the first time I put pen to paper for this project was a, in August a year ago, uh, and so it took just a little over a year for us to finish. Uh, you know, most of the songs, and you know, the the first album. I'm calling it an album because there are ten tracks on it. There's five right. songs, but 10 tracks. So it technically mm. qualifies as an album, as all of them do. Um, and there's a total of 15 songs for the project. And uh, they were mostly all written, um, you know, over the course of a year. Some of them I'm still doing the last minute, re- re- you know, recording on, which will come out next year. But this first one is ready to go. Ah! <laughs> 
That's so exciting. I mean, it's 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 like any other big project that you work on. You're just so looking forward to bringing it into the world. So and, much. you know, the new actually just recently, a couple of days ago, as of time of recording, the new lead single that came out, Best Sex, which if you have not listened to that listeners out there, please Go give that a stream. It's very fun. There are some spicy lyrics in there, Miss Peppermint. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, in the old world, before BC, before COVID, single releases were generally like really big parties at clubs or in an event space, or maybe you go to your label and do a launch. Um, what was it like releasing a single in the middle of a pandemic? It was tough. Um, you know, I mean, tough and easy, you know, just like love. And sex. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, I decided with my fabulous team over at PEG Records to, uh, you know, we, we, we went through all the different thoughts. Should we release it? Should we not? Should we hold it? Should we wait? Should we do some, you know, mm. Zoom party? Um, you know, and then ultimately we ended to do, it's more of a traditional release, but of course, you know, it's really been fun to see where we found a few, already some TikToks to, to best sex and we're, I'm going to be, you know, I'll be highlighting those this week um, as people post some TikToks. And um, and so there's some different things that we can do using social media that that we have today to support uh, the, the release. Obviously, we put out a lyric video, which people mm-hmm. seem to be enjoying and really being able to get into the lyrics of the song, which right. the song is a read. It's a total read. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, and then, of course, the music video um, came out last week, depending on when people hear this. Um, and and so, yeah, the music video is out now or will be out next week or came out last week, depending on when this airs. Uh, and yeah. And so those are some of the things those, those are the, some of the fun things that we were able to do that. The biggest thing that changed, though, is instead of just doing a single a music video, a single a music video, we decided to do s- not quite a visual album, but f- for mm. everyone, you know, like basically after Beyonce, the only thing people understand is visual album. Um, it's right. a visual album, but it's it's mostly um, a short film. It's a short film mm. all together, uh, straight through, uh, non-abstract. So it's not quite, you know, black as King, King style. Um, and... It really highlights the this this some of the stages of a relationship, where I where I'm single in the beginning of it, going through all of the fuck boys because they're all ever present. There there are plenty, honey. Yeah, there's plenty <laughs> to go and in every gender. As, hello, in every gender, exactly. They oh that I mean that's that's quite upsetting, but <laughs> um, and uh, then of course meeting that special person uh, that I. Um, end up partnering with. And so we try to show lots of different sides, but the single best sex, you get a peek into all of that stuff in the music video. That's out. Oh, wow. Now I want to pivot a little bit. So in addition to this album, you've uh-huh. released m- numerous other albums. You may have been on the Broadway. Um, so you are a noted musician. And I want to play a little bit of a game that I'm calling Music Monday. Um, okay. It's going to be rapid fire music questions and thoughts and feelings, questions, comments, and concerns. Okay, gorgeous. Are you ready? I okay. feel like I could be. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. 
First question. If you could play any role in a Broadway revival, who would it be and from what musical? Oh my gosh, it would be... Is this rapid? Um, uh, uh, Mama Morton in Chicago. Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun one. Mm -hmm. A good thing. Okay, my quick question. So looking at a girl like me and thinking about the different tracks that are on there, Mm -hmm. if you had to assign a song to each of your season nine top four sisters to lip sync, who would get which song? Okay, Shay would definitely get best sex. Not because she's a fuckboy, but she's pretty much the sexiest person alive. And she'll do it on the pole. Yeah, she'll do it on the pole. And we've seen that. So Shay gets we've best sex it. for sure. Um, I would say... Uh, I'd say Sasha Valor would get Chosen One. Chosen One is a song that's all about um, that public, just representation and public acknowledgement. Mm. And I think that Sasha is very good at that. Uh, I would say Trinity would probably get, uh, let's see, every morning. I'd say Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow is Trinity because, mm-hmm. Trinity, mm-hmm. because this song, because it's a, I, it's a, here, okay, ready? Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow was originally released as a dance track, like a pop dance track back in the 60s, but the lyrics as things were in the 60s and 70s, the lyrics are kind of sad and very emotional. That's what they yeah. would do. They would put dance music with like mm-hmm. sad songs. Uh, and so when so our retelling of the song is a piano ballad. It's a very emotional style uh, pre- rep- presentation of the song. Trinity seems like a total bitch. But she's actually the most sentimental and one of the most emotional people I know, and so that it suits her. That 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 presentation suits her very well. So she would be, "Will you still love me tomorrow?" And I would be, um, a girl like me. <laughs> I love it. And I, if I could just add really quickly before we move to the next question that. We were able to listen to an advanced version of the the album, and will you still love me tomorrow? I just think mm. it's so beautifully done, Pap. Like, thank you. Your voice is so clear on it. I feel the emotion. I I really like that. So thank you for thank you. sharing that. <laughs> so, in terms of lip syncing, um, incomprehensibly, um, somehow you were not a lip sync assassin on All Stars Five, but if you <laughs> were brought on. Mm-hmm. What song would you assassinate to? Oh, probably my f- favorite. I mean, I don't even know if I want to share the stage with anyone singing, the, doing this song, but it would be uh, Girl from the Gutter by Kina, which is my go-to. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> She's letting them know. <laughs> we support that fully. Speaking of supporting artists and music and as a musician yourself, I think it's uh, important to keep yourself in in the same environment world with everybody else. So question for you is what three albums or if you can't do albums, maybe artists are you listening to right now? The many of the artists that I'm I mean, in all fairness, I'm in like production mode. So I, I gagged it myself like a month ago. I was able to take in a lot more film, television, and music than I am now. I looked at it and I'm basically now down to about an hour a day of being able to consume anything, you know, music, television related. Um, But 
I was very happy to discover an artist or come come stumble upon an artist, a group called The Internet. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard of them. Um, and so I'm listening to them ad nauseum right now. Uh, they're great. Uh, that's my music, uh, you know, and then I have some of my, like, um, I don't know if you call Neo Soul. I, I don't know if we still use that term, um, but I'm really in the kind of Neo Soul mm-hmm. of okay of yesteryear and today. Like, I'm into SZA, Her. Those are my, like, go-tos for that. Of course, I love some indie I read, both old and mm-hmm. new. Uh, oh, yes. I'm still listening to Lauren Hill. I'm still listening to Floetry. Those are that's where I am right now. I mean, I've been mm-hmm. with um, Guns and I haven't been with Guns and Roses, but I've listened to Guns and Roses and <laughs> oh, Pearl she's Jam been with and, Guns and Roses. That's yeah, the you, heard it Roses. Here. you heard it here, the tea. <laughs> uh, and so, like my my one of my favorites is like you know rock music, but. Mm. I'm really into the soul and neo soul and R and B um, mood right now. Ooh! Now we have one more question, and this mm-hmm. one is a little bit of a more serious and very powerful question. I just want to prep you for it. Um, okay. When will when will the cast of this Cupac Life be getting a feature on the second album? That's that's what hello, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, hello. We got the range. When are we? <laughs> True. Maybe I'll bring. Maybe we'll do a little interlude together. Who who knows? We'll have to see. Folks have to stay tuned for that. <laughs> I love that. That makes me super excited. And speaking of excitement, I feel like after all of that, we probably just need to take a very quick break. Okay. So during the break, why don't we take a moment to listen to "Best Sex" off oh. of Peppermint's new album, oh. "A Girl Like Me." Letters to my lovers. Oh. You ain't got too much, but I know this much is true. You got the best sex. Oh, Ooh, boy, you got the best sex. As for the rest, Okay, so Peppermint, in addition to your music career, you're also well known for being an NYC drag legend and the sassy, never shady sweetheart of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9. Now, Carlos and I are Drag Race superfans, so much so that we even launched our own mini podcast last last month, Drag Nabbit, which covers drag race and drag artistry. So we thought it would be fun to talk a little bit more about that world. Okay. Um, based on the tea leaves we've been reading, All Star Six is most likely filming about now. So, if you were cast on All Star Seven mm-hmm. or even All Stars Eight, which girls would you like to see cast with you? For you to beat them, of course. But oh, um, I would definitely say I'd love to see uh, Kamora Black and Pheromone mm. and uh, Nina Bonina Brown. For sure, Alexis Michelle. Pretty much my mm-hmm. whole season. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then uh, I would also love to see Ivy Winters, who was a who's a Oof. very close friend of mine. Oh yeah. Uh, back 
from season five. Uh, mm, uh, and I mean, it would be great to get some of the girls from Britain and uh, Canada yeah. on as well. And so that's my, that's what I have to say. <laughs> I like that. Anybody specifically from the UK or Canada that you'd, you'd have fun playing with? I really think I, I mean, I really got along so well with Baga. Uh, Baga oh, Chips. she's a riot. Um, she's an absolute riot. I love, uh, just, I've never met them, but I love Blue Hydrangea. Oh um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so yeah, you know, I I can't single too many people out, but I I love them all. <laughs> I like that. <clears throat> when we think about your season of Drag Race Peppermint, um, I mean, it was a really strong cast. And when we think about the top four, we've got Sasha who won, Trinity who has been an All Stars winner, Shay just recently got crowned as an All Stars winner, uh, and you were out here, you know, killing the game, getting paid, doing what you need to do. Why do you think that season nine is full of so much winners and talent? I mean, we have to probably say at least good casting. I mean, thank goodness they made their decisions. Many of the 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 folks that were in my season had auditioned before. If it was like everyone was a first time audition, then I'd say, you know, we just got it like that. But um, Mm -hmm. I do think that the the folks from Drag Race, uh, from season nine on Drag Race, were really strong in their own elements and in performing. Uh, All the girls that I remember that I know from the season for the most part, you know, I mean, look, there's there's queens who've done drag and who came up in the clubs and did their performances, really cut their teeth on in the nightclubs, in the world of performing. And then there's some who primarily focused on perfecting their, their makeup skills, like at home right. alone on like Instagram and things like that. Um, with not and many of them were very young didn't have the opportunity to go out to the clubs and so there's different ways of approaching it but i think most of the um girls on season nine were the former who were who had actually gone out and had a lot of experience um and when you are a queen i think or a drag performer in a big city like new york you end up sort of being a renaissance person and having right. to not only be your own hairdresser, your own stylist, your own choreographer, your own writer, your own designer, your own this and that, your own agent. And so you develop all these skills even before, even even like before you do Drag Race, just doing, just being a New Yorker, um, you develop multiple skills uh, and learning how to kind of get to the point. And, um, and so I think that's probably part of the reason, not that the, everyone's from New York, but... Uh, they all the all the queens most of the queens were from big, big cities mm. um and so i think season nine queens just had that element the other part of it is i think that our season we were criticized pretty heavily during our season for being so over overly emotional and connected <laughs> with each other and zen and woke but mm-hmm. i think that is a sign of someone who is content and confident and knows what the hell they're doing. The the okay. queens that are like, I hate you. I'm gonna cut her dress and throw in glue mm. on people or whatever. That's someone who's immature 
and not confident in their own skills. Uh, and that isn't who we were. Mm. Now, it's it's funny that you mentioned that like that people were ragging on season nine for being overly woke. And <laughs> in my opinion, that's just that's just cis white gays who are just mad that they can't say certain words anymore. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about that in a second. So <laughs> speaking of problems, um, there's going to be a lot going on this week when we're when we're releasing this episode. We have a Columbus Day. <clears throat> We have Indigenous oh Peoples gosh. Day. We have Spirit Day. We have your album release. And I want to ask, as an artist and an activist, how are you balancing your personal work with all of your community work? Uh, very carefully. Um, you know, I, I don't think they're really, I don't really have to like chart or calendar like community work. It's just as I get inspired. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's no shortage of moments that 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 force us into the conversation whether they are yet another video of of an unarmed black man being killed a story of a trans woman being murdered or something that this administration puts out or says or does that is unfair to you know marginalized communities and and so there's no shortage of moments to kind of connect and and speak out um, and so it's really, I mean, I, I, I'm not at all of them. I, we, no one can be at one, no. every place at once. Yeah. And so I do as much as I can. Um, at the same time, I have to, I do have to balance it out. And for me, I just, you know, take the, take the moments for my career seriously. And when I can in between, um, I, you know, go to a march or do an interview that's focused heavily on social justice. And then when I sit back and look at it, I don't know if there's a balance because I have no, I'm not in a relationship right now. My relationship is with my career and I am, I work seven days a week. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And, and the relationship is with you, Pep, right? The greatest love of all, honey. It's true. (laughs) So in talking a little bit more about the movement and activism and things that have been going on, obviously in the last five, six months, there's just been a lot for us to take in. We've Uh all been at home. I think we've all been hyper aware of what's going on because a lot of the distractions for lack of a better word, aren't around us like they normally are. True. Um, And we've seen, especially since, you know, the end of May, beginning of June, kind of a collective, attention onto what's Mm -hmm. going on specifically with black lives, black trans lives. Um, And we as a podcast obviously have noticed that, right? As queer people of color, we've noticed that we've been there. We've also noticed white allies, a lot of white cisgender gay males specifically being part of that. And there are times where we feel that comfort and support. And there are other times we've been very clear that we feel like it's very performative. Yes. Um, and we've talked a lot about allyship and how people can help the movement. So knowing that some of our listeners are white cisgender gay, ma- gay males, mm-hmm. from your perspective, Peppermint, how do you think that they can help the movement? Like, what are some steps they can help uh, take to help support, in this case, specifically black and brown trans women? Um I think that the first steps that they can take is to listen, number one, and to understand that, um, or at least 
understand that there is an entry point for everyone. You know, I mean, there, we do recognize that, as you said, the performative, uh, which is mostly when it seems as though you are doing the very bare minimum. That's my, that's how I qualify that. Right. Those things are important to do, and they and and they are a signal that to other people. Um, but I, I, I want to say that like whether it's a some individual who's who's who f- feels as though they are outside of the community, or even if it's a corporation, we saw a lot of that this summer as well. Right. Like in a company or a corporation, you know, everyone posting the black, uh, you know, the square, the square, and everything. <sighs> I think that you know. It is unfortunate that it can be so boiled down to something so like touch and go where you're like, I mean, you know, I saw a video of somebody at a Black Lives Matter march, a a white person, seemingly white person, but a person going up to the march who clearly wasn't walking on them with with the march, join the march, have their, have a stranger take a picture of them with a sign that they didn't even make. They grabbed, they asked for somebody for sign took a picture and then gave the back the sign and left. And like, oh, mm. you're at the march for a second. And so clearly that's the definition of performative. And I think that is problematic. But I would like to say that in addition to that, what that person was doing, yes, that could be problematic and we can write them or that company off as just being like someone to watch and, and stay away from. But I don't operate that way. I'm choosing to say that these people are sending a very loud and clear signal that they are pledging mm-hmm. that that they are ready to show up in the future and for everything else in the future. And, it, and they're also telling us that they are ready for us to hold them accountable if they don't show up properly in the mm-hmm. future. And so you can just post the black hash square if you want on your Instagram, but we will be knocking for for you to fo- follow up on that when it, when the time is right. Ooh, now on this podcast, if there's one thing we love, it's pulling receipts. So <laughs> the receipt-ery, honey. Yes. I've got filing cabinets. Real Girl. ones. <laughs> it's gonna be and so Jonathan can't talk right now, but his favorite one is Gushers and Fruit by the Foot when they came out and said it. Yeah. So in June of 2021, we're gonna pull out <laughs> not the Sterilite box full of receipts. Honey, honey. <laughs> We exactly, exactly. <laughs> so Peppermint, we've we've really run the gamut. We've talked about all of your projects, life during mm-hmm. quarantine. Um, but I kind of want to know how is Peppermint? Well, thank you for asking. You know, I'm feeling great. I think I thrive the most when I'm engaged with all of these things that we've been talking mm-hmm. about, as I have been, and so I feel. Wonderful. I mean, obviously, uh, things are on my mind. I wonder about our community. I wonder about our country. Um, mm, you know, mm, I have same. my ballot ready to to go. Yes, um, ma'am. And and so all of those things are uh, important to me, and they and they they do. You know, I I'm awake. You know, and watching, and so I feel the troubles that of the world. But generally, personally, I'm I'm quite happy. I couldn't be any more grateful for what how my life has played out so far. And I feel good. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. Thank you. Well, it's 
all about the journey. So yeah. it's exciting to hear where you're at in your current journey. And, and Peppermint, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Um, to our listeners, I want you all to show this woman all of the love and support. Follow her on her social medias, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check her out on YouTube and also listen to her album. Share it, stream it. Put a dollar, well, put more than a dollar, put several dollars in this woman's purse and purchase a girl like me. We will be sharing all of Peppermint's contact information in the show notes. And again, Peppermint, I just want to thank you so much for being here. This has been such a wonderful conversation. And I hope that we can meet again and hopefully be in person and, and have you on the show again. I'm coming to your kitchen. If you if you cook, I'm coming oh, to your kitchen. What you want? What you oh. want? I'm making some Puerto Rican food. I want some Puerto Rican food. <laughs> Honey. Get you some pernil. Honey. Yes, honey. Get ready for that Thanksgiving spectacular because Oh girl, it's gonna be lit. <laughs> <laughs>